Hey guys. Hey. Hi Mel. We have not recorded in forever. I know, I miss you. Apologies. Yeah, but we are back with a very, very exciting special edition of All of Feels. Almost two years in the making. <laughs> we have here with us Brian Turner and Garrett Frawley. Yay! Who wrote our first ever official bracket winner, <laughs> My Christmas Love. Which right. is Cool. We just showed up to pick up to pick up the prize. Yeah, the, right. Yeah, yeah, the prize is our admiration. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> adoration and admiration. That is a lot to live up to. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, thank you for coming out here to uh, Koreatown. <laughs> we are in an actual official studio today, which we've never done. We are not in Dory's living room. Yeah, <laughs> this feels very real. Yeah. I oh, I kind of want to see Dory's real. living room now. Just, you can come over for sure. We'll oh. be podcasting. Twice a week, probably for the next yes. two months. Yes. Oh, yeah, so. I'm sure it's your your busy time, right? Yeah, it's about that's to our be. busy yeah. season. <laughs> yeah, for it's sure. about to be. So um, we are here to talk about my Christmas love and all things Hallmark, and I don't know everything. So I don't know where to start. I can't start this. Somebody else start this. Let's get to know our guests a okay. little bit, and okay. let's find out how did you guys get into this crazy Hallmark industry. Well, we started by writing Christmas movies for ABC Family. And our first one came out in 2006, and it was called Santa Baby. <gasps> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'm with you. Well, thank you. And then we just kind of leaned into doing movies with them. We did three in a row, or more or less in a row. And then we wrote this script, which was called 12 Days at the Time. And then because there was some executive changeover where the executive who had been shepherding all our movies left the company, the project just kind of quietly died. And it never got made at ABC Family. And then what happens a few years later, you kind of gain the rights back to your own scripts. So then we decided to try to sell it again. And who else does Christmas movies? Well, Hallmark. So then there you go. So ABC Family's loss, Hallmark's huge gain. Right. <laughs> and our gain to get paid twice for the same script. So. Oh, nice. oh, yeah. Ooh, that's, that's also a big gain. That double. is absolutely the way to work this industry. <laughs> <laughs> so if people, I just to remind people, this is the movie uh, where a girl is receiving anonymous presents that are all tied to the 12 days of Christmas. And you are just trying to figure out which former suitor is sending her these presents. And it was definitely one of our favorites. It's genuinely like very funny. And, um, you know, we have, there's a lot of Hallmark and this is definitely top shelf Hallmark. So please <laughs> check it out this season. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I hope they rerun it a lot. Right. They yeah. should if they know what's good for them. <laughs> it's one of those ones that you also remember. The thing with Hallmark movies yeah. is there's so many produced a year or a season, I guess. And they sometimes just get lost in the shuffle. This one has always stood out to me. As soon as you say, oh, the 12 days of Christmas, people know. And they right. remember it mm -hmm. and they love it. Yay. <laughs> well, it was called 12 days for the longest time. And then sort of as we were getting down to the wire, they said, we have to change the title because we had another movie that was called 12 days or something similar like a year ago. So we got to make it different. And then we said, well, what was that movie about? And it wasn't about the 12 days at all. So it seemed like they ruined the title on a movie that had nothing to do with the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> right. so, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And they That's said, they said um, we, need, we need you to come up with a series of titles. Uh, it should have the word Christmas and the word love in it. And we're like, <laughs> my Christmas love? We love it. <laughs> Boom. Perfect. <laughs> Done. So what and what was the what initially sparked this idea of the of the plot? Uh, I actually have um, some I'm going to guess mimeographed letters um, that are sort of fake fake letters from a girl writing to uh, her boyfriend who is sending the Twelve Days of Christmas letters and 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 
they've been in my family forever. I don't know. I don't know if it was from some comedy book or something. I just, you know, my family, my parents had it. And uh, I remember reading it when I was like seven or eight or something. And the letters, you know, they start off very nice. Like, oh, dear, it was so wonderful. A partridge in a pear tree. That's so great. And like they devolve rather quickly because if you look at it, it's a lot of birds. So, yeah, so <laughs> at a certain point, she's like, I'm so sick of these geese and, you know, <laughs> and stuff. So, it, you know, and then like the last letter is from her lawyer, you know, it's like a cease and desist letter. And, oh, my and, God. You know, she's it. been committed to whatever. And I'm like, OK, this is a great, you know, getting these gifts is actually a real pain, but that would be a funny way to do this. And we, you know, kind of bandied around a uh, way to get into the story. And then when we ended up pitching it to ABC Family, we made the executives cry in the room. Aww. They cried in the room just by describing the story. It made them cry. So. Mm-hmm. Oh my wow, God. that's incredible. Bought it on our way home. On our way home, we got a call oh that they had bought it. So That's yeah. amazing. So what is the pitch process like at Hallmark? What is it like inside that mothership? Well, we didn't actually pitch. This was pitched to ABC Family. Oh. Um, we haven't. I have pitched Hallmark, but Garrett hasn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hallmark has a very clear idea of what they want and what they Mm. don't want. Uh, We've been through a process a number of times where Hallmark has what they call the board. And Mm. I don't think I'm letting out any industry secrets here. Don't Um, talk about the board. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Basically, they get a lot of pitches in from a lot of people. And I I think that in general, what happens is, at least what happened for us, is we would pitch to a company that produces. Mm -hmm. So Mar Vista is, is a company that produces movies for Hallmark. There's several of them. And so we would go through a producer at Mar Vista. We would pitch him six or seven ideas. He would like two or three of them. He would pitch those to Hallmark. Maybe Hallmark likes one or two of them. Those go up on the board and then they have, you know, a hundred ideas on that board or whatever. And then they kind of whittle it down because inevitably you're going to get like four different people pitching movies about making Christmas cookies and mm-hmm. right, five yeah. different people making, you know, a car broke down here. Yeah. Movie. yeah. I mean, they still make those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they just get, they can't make three of them in the same year. It's the, yeah. And because we had these producers at Mar Vista, uh, the, the main producer was a fellow named Larry Grimaldi, who's a lovely person, but he was kind of our intermediary. So we didn't actually deal with Hallmark that directly. Mm-hmm. And because the script already existed as a finished script, it was also a little different than the standard pitching process because we didn't go in and say, here's the story. And we walked them through. We literally said, here's a script. So, mm-hmm. but the pitching process in general is, you know, you go in there and you, you literally outline the story as, as much as you can and, and try not to bore people with, with pointless details and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I remember when we did first pitch the, the full thing and we revealed the twist and there was, there was tears in the room. So we felt pretty good about that. Speaking of the script, how, how different does like the first initial draft compare to like what actually was made? Was it pretty much not changed at all or? Well, um, it's interesting. The, the first, the first, first draft, like, changes a lot <laughs> right? because that's not what we've given people. That's just what we call the puke draft. So you're just, <laughs> you know, it's 20 pages too long and it has scenes that aren't going to exist later. And sometimes it has scenes where someone just walks into a room and says, I don't know why I came in the room, but I have to say this. And then the other person says, blah, 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 <laughs> Christmas. <And> then, <laughs> that line stayed in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or there'll be a note in there saying like, eh, I got bored at this part. You have to write this scene and then not to the next thing. Um, so that's, you know, the first draft is always garbage. Um, where the biggest changes happened was between the ABC family draft and the Hallmark draft, um, partially because they had um, different needs for ABC family. And they, you know, it's, it's still Christmas movies, so yeah. you wouldn't think that much. But Hallmark has very specific needs. ABC family has specific needs. 
Um, but more importantly, the when we did the ABC Family movies, uh, it was like a six million dollar budget and like a what six week, five week schedule. And the Hallmark movie was going to be a one and a half million dollar budget and like a three week schedule. And that's the requirements for that Mm -hmm. are wildly different as far as um, what you can or can't do. So when when we were told Hallmark wanted to buy it and when they told us the budget, when we went to our first notes meeting, we had already done a budget draft. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we met with Larry, who's the sweetest guy in the world. And he gave us a bunch of notes about sort of what Hallmark, you know, we need to change this. We need to change that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And we went, those are all great notes. We can do all that. Also, (laughs) here are the things that we've had to change because you can't afford to film it this way. And it's things like we had a lot of scenes where people are talking in cars that are moving, which doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. You see it all the time. But when you're on a very tight schedule, that's a whole day. Of just mm-hmm. shooting and a lot of equipment and everything, and a lot yeah. of equipment and a lot of money. And there's no reason that you can't have that same scene as they're loading luggage into a car mm-hmm. or as they're loading luggage out of a car. So if you watch, you'll see no one in the movie is like talking and driving at the same time. But there's a lot of scenes in and around cars. Interesting. There, I mean, Hallmark definitely has their sensibility and their tone, and it is mm-hmm. kind of very safe. I mean, we thought working with ABC Family, they wanted to make things pretty family friendly and pretty safe. So actually, after we got the script back, we said, well, let's just make the our ideal version of the script. We'll put some of the cooler stuff back in it so that we can try to sell the best possible version of the script. And then, you know, time went by. And then and then when Hallmark came aboard, then we found out that Hallmark standards were yeah. far stricter than ABC mm-hmm. Family. So we, right. we, we did have to really kind of soft pedal it a lot. And I remember from your podcast about oh, yeah. it two years ago. The guy who was the priest, he was gay in the original I knew version. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. have to talk about Grant. I yes. knew it. We have to talk about Grant. <laughs> you know, we we used to, we love ABC Family Christmas movies, too, and it seemed like they kind of backed off on them for a while. They kind of did, yeah. I'm not sure what they're doing now. Yeah, but we always used to say that ABC Family were a little more risque. A little edgier. A little edgier. And so it makes perfect sense that this happened with Grant and We'd love to hear yeah. about it, it. It's not that the, Hallmark is strict. It's just they're a little safer. They're exactly. They're, they're a little safer. They know their audience friendly. is a little older, you know, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And whereas ABC Family at the time, they were really trying to appeal toward like the romantic comedy audience, like mm-hmm. the sort of young woman, you know, uh, audience. Uh, in addition yeah, Pretty to, Little Liars yeah. was big at the time. Oh, yeah. 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 That is racy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Whereas Hallmark does not like to admit that sex exists in life. Right. They right. Exactly. Yeah. Want to acknowledge that. Right. It's the kiss. Yeah. That's, the kiss. Yeah. That's yeah. as much as you get. Yeah. I mean, I know there are other examples of things we changed. I can't remember off the top of my head, but the Grant one was was one of the big and one of the more funny ones. And, you know, Larry, who's gay, was like, uh, it's going to sound weird, but we got to make the gay guy a priest. We're like, oh, a gay priest? No, just a straight. Oh, oh okay, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so just to refresh <laughs> yeah. everyone's memories, there's a great scene in the movie where our main character, Cynthia, is trying. She's connecting with all of these former boyfriends and trying to figure out if any of them are sending her gifts. So she goes and sits down with Grant Mm -hmm. and it's this great moment where everyone, like a couple people had kind of given her a side eye when she said she was going to see Grant. Yeah, like going on a date Going on a Grant. date with Grant. Right. Everyone yeah. was kind of like, yeah, her oh, sister, are you sure yeah, about yeah, that? Because yeah, yeah. her really? sister knows that he's yeah. a priest or yeah. in or the gay. original version that he was gay. And she's like, yeah, why don't you go, go yeah. on a date with Grant? Yeah. Right. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Right. So they sit down and he 
has a scarf. A giant scarf on. <laughs> clutched tight around his neck. And she's just like winking, literally As winking at him yeah. and like. Fondling his hand. Yeah, Which is like, that's bold. Yeah. She's like, you know what? I love secret gifts. Let's talk about <laughs> secret gifts. And like giving off all of these signals to see if they are going to make a go of this relationship. And then finally the waitress comes over to like freshen up his coffee and calls him father and he takes off and he says I thought you knew and takes off the scarf and you see like the priest's collar mm-hmm. and she's mortified but the whole time during that scene when all of us were watching it independently yeah. that build up we were convinced we were like this is it Where they're he's gonna, it's gonna be gonna gay happen. it's gonna this happen gonna on Hallmark so good it's gonna be this big for Hallmark it's life changing <laughs> finally and then it's right. the priest well it, it makes was- me happy that that was Initi- oh, yeah. Like the initial that was the intent. That was exactly. the intent. And, and yeah. it's not. And even when we wrote it, like in two thousand nine, it, it was like it wasn't. This is kind of a edgy. hacky joke. Like it's a it's a very obvious joke. Yeah, it was, see yeah, it it was like yeah. Pablo was his. Uh, Pablo was his boyfriend. His who, boyfriend. <laughs> <something> <laughs> the scene yeah. plays out. It, this is the guy that took her to the prom. Yeah. In high school, and so the scene plays out, and uh, and then Pablo shows up and gives him a kiss on the cheek, and and Pablo's like, "Oh my god, I've so wanted to meet you like all these years." And yeah, yeah. exactly. And she's like, "Oh." <laughs> Missed opportunity. But, you know, making him a priest, he does get to officiate the wedding at the end. So it yeah, uh, yeah. ties together in an yeah. unexpected yeah. way. And he helps he helps other people come together with his loving advice. I there's guess, a little nudging. There's, there's a scene in the movie where Paolo is talking to uh, the, uh, the, the sister's fiance mm-hmm. at the fair. And I'm like, I don't... We didn't write that scene. Like, how did they? That there's an extra scene in the movie that I don't know who wrote it, but um, anyway, yeah. that happens sometimes. <laughs> I think it was oh, just. Really? I think they were like running short. They're like, well, we we timed out the movie and we're a minute short. Let's or just have- <laughs> you know what happens is they cut. They don't have time to shoot a scene, yeah. and they yeah. move right. that to someplace else. Right. And- <laughs> oh, that I, I feel like it was they wanted to create doubt po- the possibility that it might be the. The right. sisters or whatever. Right, right, yeah. Like. yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, re- I recently re-listened to your podcast again to sort of prepare for today. And so... Uh, cheating. Yeah, it was cheating a little <laughs> bit. But, you know, one of the things that... I mean, the actor who played that part was really great. But, mm. you know, when we saw him at the first time, we're like, this is supposed to be like the tweedy, nerdy dude. And he's gorgeous. And, like, yeah. just putting some yeah. glasses on him. Now he looks like Superman. Like, what is... <laughs> with, like, okay, you know, whatever. Could, you know, fine. Let's talk <laughs> a, little about, a little bit about that. So casting. Do you guys, like... Do you, A, do you write thinking who is going to be casted for these roles? Do you cater your writing towards certain actors that you would love to have? And also, when they are casted, how involved are you during the production and all that stuff? We did, on Santa Baby, we did write it originally as a Sandra Bullock-type movie. And if you, you know, if you go back and watch it and, and try and imagine a much higher-budget version it's, right. it's a perfect fit for Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Or was at the time. Because we were trying to sell it as like a feature film. Our first movie, Santa Baby. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after that, during the Santa Baby process and afterwards, we've never been consulted in casting in any no. way. Uh, our second movie was called Snow Globe. And um, part of the story there is this girl is is dealing with a very intrusive family. A loud, loud, boisterous family. Right. And yeah. so the family that we had written was half Italian, half Irish, and they all live in the same apartment building in New York because the family manages the apartment building. So they're all in and out of each other's rooms and stuff. And, and it just drives her crazy. Right. And we got a call from um, our Probably, producer, yeah, Jody. Jody yeah. yeah. Uh, and she said, well, they've made a decision. Uh, we cannot question this decision. There's no arguing. There's no arguing with it. Uh, Just got a deal. They're going to make uh, Christina Milian is going to be the star of Snow Globe, which means we have to change the family. And and I'm just letting you guys know that. I'm like, 
She's great. She's yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. She's adorable. Like she's it'll take hilarious. Us Twenty and, minutes to change. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now yeah. it's yeah. Italian slash Cuban instead of Italian right. slash Irish. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but we still got Lorraine Brocco to play the mom because she's Italian. So that was right. very exciting. Oh, cool. Yeah. But it was, it was one of those things where it's like yeah. she was bracing us as if it was going to be like a huge fight. And yeah. Like, this is not a fight at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's as funny. long as we don't offend any Cubans, I think we're fine. Uh, Meredith Hagner obviously played Cynthia, and then she she went on to star on a show called Search Party. I don't know if you guys have seen that show or not. I haven't seen which it. Which is a pretty cool show on TBS, and she plays like a sort of an actress in that show, and I'm watching the show, and then and there was some article I read that like, Meredith Hagner is fantastic on, on Search Party. I'm like, she's not acting. She kind of is that person. <laughs> right. like, she, she is that person. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but she was very sweet and very funny. Yeah. Right. So how are you guys on set? Like, what is that We like? We... Pay our own way to go to the Christmas movie filming that uh, generally they don't want or need the writers on set. Mm-hmm. Um, they need us. They, don't. Oh, they, they, yeah. Yeah. they think they don't. The ABC yeah. family people. Oh, no, we actually did it on 12 Days, too, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. We did a lot. Um, of, whenever we go on set, on we end up having to do, like, on the fly rewrites, which yeah. is totally illegal, but... Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's illegal. We're paying our own way just as visitors. And they're like, well, since you're here, we need you to fix all these scenes. <laughs> right. And they're like, and if you don't want to do it, that's cool. But then we'll do it and it'll be terrible. Like, right, all right, exactly. fine. We'll, do it. <laughs> yeah. well, you would think like as a writer, you want to see your words right. come to life. Like, yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you want yeah, to be a exactly. part of that? Yeah, exactly. You want it to be as good as you possibly can get right. it. So, yeah. So you do and, a, little, you know, a little of the free writing, which you're not supposed to do, but this, whatever. This, you know, late in the game, you know, we've been through enough production now that mm-hmm. it's like, look, here's the problem. This scene is going to require 14 setups. That's going to take all day. And like, all right, well, okay, let's change this and change that and change this and take this person out of the scene and just get it as small as possible so that they can make their day because it was a very tight schedule. Yeah, when we we were on a a TV show for a couple of years, just before we did 12 Days, we really got a lot of really good uh, hands-on experience about uh, what you can do, what you can't do, you know, setups, which is something you don't really think about as a writer that much. We're like, oh, yeah, you you can't have this many setups in a day. You'll never make it happen, things like Brian. A setup is when they move the camera from one part of the scene to another part of the scene. So Mm -hmm. if you imagine that there's two people sitting on a couch talking, you would probably need three setups. You would want a, a medium shot of the two of them talking and a close-up of him and a close-up of her. So that's three different positions for the camera. But if you did two people sitting on a couch and one of them gets up and goes and turns on the TV or goes and fetches the remote, you now need a fourth or a fifth setup mm-hmm. just for that one crossing the room action. And each time you move the camera takes 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And sure. there's, you yeah. know, it just you need to move the lights again. You can just eat yeah. a day. Yeah. Um, so the, you know, you have to kind of keep that in mind if you're shooting on a tight schedule. If you've got, you know, if this mm-hmm. is Avengers or something and you've got all the time in the world and all the money in the world, then it's not as much of a problem. Yeah, but as we said, 12 Days was very fat. And 12 Days was hilarious because they had talked about buying it like in February. We didn't hear anything for months. Our agent calls us in August and is like, oh, yeah, so they, they're finally going to pay for the movie. Like, oh, okay. And they want to shoot it pretty soon. Like, oh, okay, so probably we'll probably shoot it in February for like next Christmas. They're like, no, it's August now. They want to shoot it in September to air this Christmas. We're like, that's oh two God. weeks from now. Oh like, we, <laughs> we actually got a call. This is, this is, this will, t- this will tell you about our expectations. So, uh, <laughs> Garrett, Garrett got an email from our agent and we were on set filming a pilot. And Garrett turns to me and he says, oh, uh, I heard from our agent. Uh, she says uh, Hallmark likes uh, likes 12 Days and they they want to 
do it for uh, 2018. And I'm like, they need to pay us more than 2018. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, the year 2018. I'm like, oh, okay, that's more reasonable. Okay, I know I'm on board. Or 2017, whatever the right number was, 2016. They only paid us $1,018. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's how low my... <laughs> I'm, I'm very easy yeah, yeah. to negotiate with. I will settle for nothing less than $3,018. Well, I think it's... Probably like they probably love that you guys kind of put on now that producer hat that you think about things like that. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. A lot of writers don't. And then, you know, you get so deep into it and then there's all these rewrites. But right. you're already thinking there's that, no right? sense in swimming upstream. Like you have to yeah. go with you have to be as you know, because like you said, it's all about protecting like the integrity of your work. And if you, you if you try to fight everyone all the time, then no one's going to be happy. And then you're not going to get the best version of anything. Right. But if if you say we got we got budget problems, we got, you know, time schedule crunches, and we'll try to work with you to find solutions that everyone's happy with instead of like, you know, digging in and fighting tooth and nail about everything. We, um, we actually switched hats at one point, like during a phone call. So, uh, we got a call from Larry, uh, because Hallmark was concerned about the number of birds, uh, cause it is a lot of birds. <laughs> a lot of birds. And so what they wanted to do was change the four calling birds. Or was it swans or something? It was, no, it was, they wanted to change the four calling birds, the six geese and the seven swans. Mm-hmm. But what's weird there from a, from an artistic standpoint is it is actually a partridge, it is actually a turtle dove, it is actually a French hen, mm-hmm. then it's something that's supposed to represent calling birds, then actual rings, mm-hmm. then something that represents the swans and the and the geese, and then actual maids, actual. It's just very weird that you're switching back and forth between mm-hmm. them. So we kind of sort of philosophically and artistically said, mm, this is not... Why would you send a lot of sense birds? Only half of the birds you're supposed to get. That doesn't make any right, sense. Yeah. Right. But then, but then we heard from, um, the art director who's like, yeah, we're filming in Utah and we're having trouble, uh, <laughs> flying swans in because there are no swans to rent in Utah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we will have two solutions for you for each of these things. They will be things that you can obtain in Salt Lake City right, under a hundred dollars. Oh, nice. And you know what? As watching the finished movie, like as much as it doesn't make sense on that philosophical, like it's much better to get a gift of swan champagne flutes with champagne you can drink yeah. than more birds you have to deal with. Exactly. So yeah. it right. makes more sense. Right. It did, it did kill it a couple of yeah. jokes. Yeah, we had a lot we, more jokes with like physical comedy with birds, but yeah. whatever. But we got we got treated to a nice pillow fight. I know. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. We forgot about the pillow fight. The, yeah. the geese pillows, because I remember yeah. on the pod we, we were it. like, they they just probably were like, you know what? We we call it a geese. We're too not many, we're too not many doing birds. geese. Exactly. Bring in right. the pillows. Yeah. yeah. But they had that great scene where they went to the pet store to pick up all bird feed. All the, the bird, bird feed, feed which yeah. was so yeah. great, like comedically great that she's like, now I got to go buy seeds for these guys. And there was that funny joke where the dad was like, finally, a gift we don't have to feed or whatever. Right, right, <laughs> like, exactly. That was funny too. We had extra scenes that I don't think got filmed where we're like, she manages to like track down like the only she manages to track down an import license for birds and then like you follows that up to like to like a, st- a government agency that's like oh, no, I, that's know that you issue, I know that you issue I know you oh it is okay. it's great yeah, it's what it was my favorite scene oh, okay good well I'm glad it's still in there it's because she's she's playing up the good cop bad cop yeah. angle and she's terrible right at it. Yeah. yeah 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 she's, she's the fish and wildlife sorry. agent yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you probably remember the movie better than I did because I have not seen it lately well it's. <laughs> It's, it is burned into our mouth. It is. It, is. <laughs> it holds up. It, it holds does. Up. Um, so how did you approach like this move? You were talking before about uh, the twist and how, how, why you guys decided to kind of include the mom in the way that you did. Uh, I mean, I, I, when we started working on this script after having, after this was our fourth ABC family script and I thought this, 
to me, this feels like the most real, you know, because, you know, Christmas movies about Santa Claus. Well, the other ones have magic. Yeah, they have magic and they have, Mm -hmm. you know, silly stuff. And I'm like, but not just like literally real, but I'm like, this feels like the most emotionally real script of these Christmas movies. So I was very proud of that. And and so I think we both of us really wanted to lean into like, it's going to be funny. It's going to be cute, but it's going to be bittersweet, too. And and we really wanted to have that quality to it. Um, Yeah, he's completely misremembering this. The first (laughs) the first idea for the film was that. Uh, she was I like, mean, eventually she was like an apartment 314 in an apartment building. And the gifts were really supposed to be going to like apartment 214. Oh. And which is why like, she's going back to all these people and the gifts were never oh, for her in the first God. place. And yeah, then, but that was a very old, version. that was a very early version. Yeah. Right. And then, and then we're like, you know, this, you know, there's nothing very interesting visually about an apartment full of birds. I mean, it's funny, but it's not, you know, we want to do like a farmhouse and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And it kind of built from there. And then we went, oh, yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that it's just a complete accident. Exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. It's just that she is misunderstanding the for my true love yeah. as right. being for her. Yeah, we didn't want it to be just a wah wah like, oh, the eight got rubbed off and it looked like a three or like, who cares? You know? yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yes. But it didn't end up being one of the dudes, basically. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, it, it was also just I think we talked about this on the podcast, too, how it was so refreshing to see the family like once they realize what's going on and they get the letter and they read and like they see their, they're like seeing their mother's handwriting and that they have a moment together. They like retreat from they go inside and they just have like a really personal moment with the three of them where they just remember their mom and talk about that she stopped treatment, you know? So you like mm-hmm. fully know just from that, like what was going on at that time and how, you know, right. terrible that time must have been. I, re- I remember from, from the original podcast, yeah. you guys are like, they're talking about something that happened before the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it wasn't Backstory. about, yeah. And it wasn't just about them. Cause usually when they talk about a dead mom, it's like, Oh, you remind me like the main character. Oh, you remind me just like your mom. You're just right. like your mom. It's mm-hmm. never like the mom is never really her own being that like existed right. as more than just a mom. Like she was a wife and she was, you know, all these things. So I don't know. That's I mean, something that stood out for us. We wanted the mom to sort of be the ideal version of Cynthia in the sense that they both had this sort of romantic streak, but Cynthia was sort of going about it in a more sort of selfish way. Mm-hmm. And so that's the lesson she takes from the mom is that, oh, you, it's okay to be romantic, but that's something that you have to bring to the table. You can't sit there waiting for people to bring it to you. So that was her, right. you know, her chain, her arc, I guess. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was not lost on us. We no. Well, thanks. I love a twist. (laughs) And that was probably the one out of all the movies that I was like, I did not see it coming. And I still stand by if like, I remember Dory kind of didn't watch it at first, but then you guessed it. And I was like, how did you know Dory? She guessed it in on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Because because if you're, if you're explaining the movie as you see, there's this girl and her dead mom, like like the dead, like when you describe it as having the dead mom, you don't, that's not how you would describe a normal movie. Yeah. 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 Did you, um, well, my mother predicted the, the sixth sense. Cause she, she, you know, I'm like, Hey mom, did you see the sixth sense? Everyone's talking about it. It's really cool. She's like, nah, I get it. I'm like, what do you mean you get it? She's like, I figured it out. I'm like, how'd you figure it out? She's like, cause for all I've been hearing about for like a year is what this great twist is. And I watched the ad. I'm like, Oh, he's well, only talking to the little boy. So he's, he's clearly, yeah, but okay. that's, like, oh, <laughs> but if you know, if you know that no, there's a twist, that's what I mean. If yeah, you're, if I that's, guess. that's what I'm saying. So if you know that there's a twist, then you're, then you're looking for those missing pieces that make it all fit. So. When Good you're job, writing, <laughs> thank yeah, you, thank yeah, you. Dory's on it. When you're writing these uh, Christmas movies, 
how do you, if you do, use any memories from your own childhood to put in any of these movies? Or do you ever try to do that? The only thing I can explicitly remember is that in Snow Globe, one of the characters is obsessed with having a goose. And that's something that my older brother has been demanding that we do as a family for years. Is have a goose. <laughs> so when he saw, he saw Snow Globe, he was thrilled. He's like, yeah, see, I should totally have a goose. <laughs> I love that. You're weird. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that we joke about is that all of our Christmas, none of our Christmas movies have children in it at all. And they're not about kids and not about kids versions of Christmas in any way. So, so in a sense, like the childhood memories don't even really factor into it that much because right. they're always about adult characters kind of mm -hmm. grappling with family issues. And the Christmas is always kind of a backdrop, really. It's not even really about Christmas most of the time. Yeah, one of my, one of my proudest moments is that in Snow Globe, the sister is very, very pregnant when you meet her. And is very, very pregnant when the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> you no do, she no does not go into birth. She doesn't yeah. get stuck on an elevator. Nope. Just nope. she's eight months pregnant when we start. And she's right. nine months pregnant when we end. And no explanation. We're not <laughs> bringing those children into this. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is not a movie about her. Right. Yeah. No. So one thing I really liked about this movie, one of my favorite parts of it was that all of the stories were really interesting. I think a lot of times with Hallmark movies, you get the two main characters falling in love, like their story is what everyone buys into. And then the side stories are just throwaways. Sure. But in this one, like her sister story, I thought was really, really great about mm. not wanting to go overboard with the wedding because she was feeling so conflicted about being super happy and in love. And then her father's story was really great too. Mm -hmm. How did you guys find like a good balance with giving all the characters kind of their moment, but still making it clear that like this is about Cynthia? Well, we definitely since Cynthia is kind of a Pollyanna type, mm -hmm. you know, ridiculous character, we definitely needed someone to ground her to show like we're not just showing like, doo, 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 yeah. you know, <laughs> and I'm not saying that that's normal. Like people react to her like as you would like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, you're, you know, if 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 she's over the top and everyone's like, that's so great, then your audience kind of goes, mm, I'm not buying this. But if she's over the top and her sister's being like, you're crazy, then you're like, oh, okay, yeah, she is crazy. Yeah, and it helps you buy, it helps you buy into that a little bit more. But, uh, you know, I mean, so much of it also just comes back to our thinking about the family. And, and we didn't want to, you know, make it too sad, but also it's like, well, what, what would the family be going through together a year after the mother passed mm -hmm. away? If Cynthia's kind of dealing with it in this way, the dad is still kind of sad and maybe he's a little bit stuck, which is understandable. And the daughter has kind of leaned into her personality, which is that to run away from the things that her mother represented a little bit because she was sort of gun shy about that. So all those things kind of work together. And, 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 and we always love it when there's like a, there's like a little, you know, sub a romantic subplot in, in a romantic comedy. We think it just fleshes out right. the whole thing. And, and plus it, conflict. Like you, mm -hmm. yeah. you, the way you get comedy is through characters that have very different opinions about the same subject, but are not like, I love Christmas. I hate Christmas. Yeah. Like that, that's not going to work. So it's got to be like, yeah, I don't think we should decorate this year. What are you crazy? You know? Yeah. I will say this will be the only criticism I make of Hallmark because I think they're fantastic people. But at one point we did get a call from Larry where he's like, uh, they want us in, in this, the, the scenes are all numbered. I don't remember which scene yeah. number it is, but I'm going to say it's scene 14. They're like, uh, in scene 14, um, 
no one's talking. Uh, can we have them talking about how much they love Christmas? Because we need to remind the audience that it's Christmas. And I'm like, scene 14 is a musical montage of them decorating the house for oh, Christmas. Yes. Oh, I <laughs> remember it well. <laughs> if they're talking about how much they love Christmas while they decorate the house for Christmas, it's going to be a little over the top. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's I, what I do when I decorate. I just put this wreath here and I say, oh, oh I, I love, love Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. I wouldn't be having this wreath if it wasn't Christmas. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, Hallmark does have their, 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 their standards and one of the standards they really want to remind people they want people to know if you're coming to the movie in 15 minutes late they don't want you to forget that it's a christmas movie <laughs> at any point and right. they literally said you know make please make sure they're always talking about how much they like christmas we're like well you know the characters aren't all completely on board with christmas but we'll do what we can and then literally was like make sure they're talking about christmas while decorating I'm like uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. we need to remind people that it's christmas the scene is them decorating a tree <laughs> and you they're, know those sleigh bells aren't going to give it away or anything i know exactly. the montage yeah. is a little bit silly. but you know in their defense these are movies that a lot of people watch like mm-hmm. straight on but also these are movies where people are like going in and out of the kitchen and and getting stuff sure. and they're movies to bake cookies by which i think is great like like yeah. I said you you go in and out you have it on it's kind of like turning yeah. on the christmas carol cd you just put that on in the background and you and and i get it and you know that's why one of the things that they were kind of worried about was that it, it is a little bit sadder it has those bittersweet moments so they did kind of want to keep it happy as much as they as they could and we're like okay right. but we still need to, we still need to do right by this storyline we can't completely ignore the you know the, the real issues that are going on so right yeah i was so. gonna ask like did they say you must have a scene where they're baking cookies must happen <laughs> like they, i don't think they did uh, no um we we tend to do a lot of stuff with food anyway um <laughs> That Santa baby, like the Italian mom is making Christmas lasagna and snow globe and, and Mrs. Christmas Claus cookie cooks, scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Make Christmas cookies all the time. So I, I think cooking is a very easy thing to do in movies because mm-hmm. you don't actually have to see them actually do it. You know? Yeah. God bless the director of Santa baby movies. Ron, uh, Ron Underwood was it, the most collaborative person we've ever worked with. He would call us constantly, email us, ask us questions about this, that, or the other thing. In Santa Baby 2, there's supposed to be a scene where Mrs. Claus is stress baking. So we're supposed to go into the kitchen and see ridiculous amounts of Christmas cookies everywhere. And he's like, hey, how many Christmas cookies should be in the scene? And we're like, a lot. He's like, all, what do you mean all by of a them, lot? Ron. Yeah, like, <laughs> like all no, the cookies every, in Canada. He's like, every surface has got to be just stacked with Christmas cookies. You really just have to just walk in at a glance and be like, whoa. He's like, okay, got it. And then I watched the scene. I'm like, there's not enough cookies not in this cookies. scene. Right. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was about if your mom made too many cookies, that's how much it was. But it's yeah. supposed to be like. If, if the woman who spends her entire life making Christmas cookies 365 days a year makes too many Christmas cookies, then what, what are the numbers right, there? Exactly. They weren't high exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> to, to throw some shade on ABC Family, uh, in Santa Baby 2, Santa, in Santa Baby 1, Mary has saved Christmas. So when they wanted to do Santa Baby 2, they're like, oh, we want the plot to be basically the same. And we're like, um, it's not, it's not going to work so good because we, the whole point of the first one is, can she do this or not? And now we know she can. She's learned how to do it. Right. So, (laughs) so to get in, we, we had it, Santa just assumes that she was going to run Christmas and she's got other things to do. So she runs into him. And the big joke is that she runs into him. She's at like a business dinner at a jazz club and Santa's on stage with his like three piece (laughs) jazz band jamming. And she's like, dad, what are you doing here? It's like, you know, shouldn't you be making toys? He's like, I thought you were making the toys. Like that's the whole joke. So ABC family shoots the whole scene is very funny or whatever. And then some executive up the chain decides that jazz is not ABC family friendly. So they went through and digitally (laughs) removed the word jazz 
from everywhere we in just, the club. The, the word, the, the name of the club had the word jazz in it, and it was in a couple places on the it's, wall. It's called like jazzies. Like, yeah, it was like <laughs> jazzies. So then they just digitally erased the word jazz. We're like, but they're still playing jazz, and they're still talking about the fact that they're playing jazz. And like, yeah, right. but we just got to get rid of that word, otherwise it's gonna. Yeah, it was very weird. What did right. they replace it with? You nothing. They just, just, just nothing. They just but they spent like yeah. they spent. I mean, they spent what would have been the equivalent. They did it in house. If like if they had uh, would have been the equivalent of like two hundred thousand dollars of like CGI to erase the word jazz. Like that's a lot more money than we got right. <laughs> and it wasn't like it wasn't like all the characters just sitting around just snapping their fingers yeah, right. being like oh man daddy oh i dig jazz it was, like, <laughs> it, was, it was jazz being played at a club a where they club. were having like a business meeting you know that is yeah. so funny they get caught up on like such a little it's such a weird thing exactly yeah so we learned so our lesson. We're much happier with Hallmark yeah. coming in ahead of time saying, let's change this. Oh, change by the that. way, I, I'm going to blame Brian for this, but also blaming me for not correcting anyone. The oh. town is called Queechy. It's a real town in Vermont. I picked the name because we used to, when I was a very little kid, we would spend time there. And so I'm like, oh, it's going to be in Vermont. We're going to set it in Queechy. I haven't been to Queechy in 50 years, but who cares? Mm -hmm. But no one knew how to pronounce it. And I never told anyone. And so Brian would occasionally like when we'd been meet with the director, he's like, you know, Kiche or whatever the town is called. <laughs> and I never actually bothered to speak up because I figured people knew and he was just joking. Yes. But I'm every, like, everyone knows about the weird Vermont. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, they took Brian's joke as gospel so that like, apparently they just mispronounce it throughout the movie. I'm like, Oh, I should have said something. So I hope the good people of Queechy, Vermont are not too upset. <laughs> They're probably well, twittering up a storm. I know. You only had four years to correct me. <laughs> I corrected you many times and you just forgot. And then when we were like in pre-production, I'm like, they'll get it. It's fine. Yeah. We'll Google it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys Laurel. big holiday, like Christmas people or? We're really not. No? Yeah. I'd say Brian's not. I kind of am. I'm kind of a, every now and then my girlfriend and I have a Christmas party and it's really fun in the moment, but it's such a pain to Wait, to, you have Christmas plans? Oh, yeah, exactly. You've, right. you've never had oh. <laughs> So like two yeah. years ago, my girlfriend's like, I'm too stressed for a Christmas party. I'm like, fine, but next year we're doing it. And she's like, okay. And then last year I was like, nah, it's too much. So I don't know where the where, where we're going to land this year, but yeah. But being on those sets, because you said you were on set in September, mm -hmm. does it kind of put you in the spirit? Sure. I mean, walking in, especially with like Santa Baby, Santa Baby was our first thing that we had produced. And it was kind of a shock because, you know, you walk you know, you're in this what was it, like an airplane hangar that they were filming in. It's like an, like an air the, force. The first base one was an actual, I think it was, it was an actual soundstage. And the second one was like an abandoned warehouse or something. something like it was that. weird, but <laughs> like you walk in and like suddenly you're in Santa's cottage. Right. And there's Ooh. a Christmas tree like rooted down through the floor and going up through the ceiling. And I'm like, I was kidding when I wrote that. Like I, you know, you, you write these things cause Oh, this will be cute, whatever. But you don't think about someone has to actually build what you're thinking. So it's like we had Santa's workshop and, and the mail sorting room, all that stuff was, was very, uh, yeah. The, very the, the sets for Santa baby, uh, 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 which were designed by Louise Middleton were just terrific. And that really does put you in the mood, especially in the first movie where it's like, you're in the Claus family living room. And then in Santa baby two, they're like, we can't afford to build the living room again. We're like, okay, fine. But, <laughs> but the workshop and everything, I remember, after we we were visiting Santa Baby and we were like in the plane flying home and this was February and like Brian and I are both just like to ourselves whistling Christmas carols and like a, <laughs> the woman in the front row is like why are you whistling Christmas carols like oh never mind right but we yeah just so, lived Christmas so, yeah exactly yeah it's exactly yeah. There was a lot of dance numbers in My Christmas Love. There really was. Did you guys um, have anything, like, do you script dance numbers or are you just kind of like... We did. Uh, the the Maids of Milking dance number was the scene that we had to change. Um, mm -hmm. I don't... Uh, the original scene, we don't actually see them. You see one maid in the original scene, 
Um, and there's a lot of sort of jokes with the whole family sitting around the kitchen. But like I said, with setups, it would have been, mm-hmm. you know, half a day worth of filming. So we had to improvise some other solution there. So that that's where that dance came from. Um, but the uh, the other dance scenes are are in the script, but not descriptive <laughs> in any way mm-hmm. um, other than they're just it's a very easy visual to do yeah we watched them kind of setting up for that big dance at the end and we're like this is probably too much we probably should have got this because that was just like oh we got to have all the characters back and all the birds back and the and the and the and the woman robin singing the song like maybe we should have dialed back a little bit i loved it that was absolutely he's crazy lord's leaping i loved it i I thought the lord's leaving were hilarious i do not think we could have pulled that off if we hadn't shot in in uh park city uh, Utah because the people were just so gung-ho and so happy to be there in costume and everything. And like, if you tried to do that in LA, it would yeah. have been <laughs> just a nightmare. But then they all show up for the wedding. I know. I love it. Yeah. 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 Big happy family. Which right. is great. They're like, Oh, we got, we got room for 40 more people at the wedding. Sure. Yeah, that's sure, most people not? always do. Yeah. Well, that's when the chair. dad, yeah. the dad put the, Piper piping to work. Yeah, like, exactly. Hey, can you I love your comment about that because that was just, I don't remember. Brian came up with that gag where the dad's just like, hey, why don't you just be like, I'll give you breakfast and you can set up for the wedding. Right, you can stand out here and pipe or you can <laughs> yeah. come in and help me set up. But yeah, I love that kind of attention to detail because it's what that you guys put in the pocket. It's like, well, what was his plan before they showed up? Didn't he have to set up for the wedding? <laughs> like, that's a good point. He really didn't think ahead. Well, he Thanks probably lot, he yeah. probably did think ahead. He probably thought, okay, so tomorrow oh, you know, we have tomorrow all these pipers show up. He actually up, had right. ten days to think about. it. He's like, I am yeah. calling off the workmen because I will have ten pipers <laughs> yeah. at my disposal. So <laughs> I'm going to save some money. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense that it's Utah because they're all just like, yes, we will gladly help. Right, you. exactly. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it of was, course, it was yeah. great. So, what do you think it is about? It could be Hallmark movies, ABC Family movies, these Christmas movies that just draw audiences in year after year. I think they're very comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's people like to get together with their family or curl up, you know, with uh, hot cocoa and watch them because if you're watching the news, <laughs> it's, you know, a lot of sort of negative things or if you're watching a horror film or it's very stressful yeah. and no one gets their adrenaline up watching these these movies. So it's sort of a nice kind of zen uh, way to spend an evening or a month of evenings. And I think uh, if they're doing their job right, they really just do evoke that just that that vibe of home and comfort and and the, the festivities and and the and the the season and, and everyone wants to try to recreate what they love about the holidays especially if they're they're adults and you know it's like well where's what's fun for me? I have to do all the work and it's like oh I throw on the movie in the background and I relax, I put my feet up and I see that all over Twitter and you know Everything like that on the on around the time of year, they're like, I can't wait to sit and watch my favorite Christmas movies. I'm like, you're gonna watch that movie again? They're like, oh, I get it. It's just comfortable. It's familiar. It's cozy. You know, what's wrong with that? Yeah, and I mean, people can't sleep on Hallmark. Is what I mean. It's like when you talk to some people who don't watch Hallmark, they always scoff. <laughs> they're always right. like, oh, those cheesy movies. But they are very popular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And every, I think people don't give them enough credit. But you, you obviously, the three of you watch all of them. So what do you get out of them? What do you like about them? It just for me, it just puts me in the spirit. And yeah. I don't mind that they're coming out in October right. and starting <laughs> these movies in October. Because for me, I could listen to Christmas music all year long. I'm just mm-hmm. that kind of person. Puts me in a good mood. And I just like to see these different stories. And, that you know, I don't... 
I don't know. It's like a sense of security for yeah. me. Just my uh, my my parents came out to visit recently, and they're like, "Oh, you should do a Thanksgiving movie." I'm like, "You can't do a Thanksgiving movie." <laughs> and they're like, "Why not?" I'm like, "Well, because the Christmas movies start in October, and they're not going to do right. Christmas movie, Christmas movie, Christmas movie, Thanksgiving movie, Christmas mm-hmm. movie. It's just going to confuse people. So it's just it's." Starting after Halloween, it's all, all you know, Christmas. all Christmas all the time. And, you know, there's no magic associated with Thanksgiving. I don't know what, what you know, what, what would you do? Just watch people eat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And I also yeah. think since we live out here in California, too, right. it never yeah. feels like Christmas. Yeah. Here. It doesn't matter how decorated the grove gets or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. It's just, you know, we're wearing sh- like flip flops in December still. So right. it's nice to see. The representation on TV. Snow. Yeah. 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 Right. Even if it is fake snow, I don't care. It's snow. Hey, those, they made great snow. They those, made great yeah, fake the, snow the for 12 snow days. The snow team for 12 days was working. Yeah. <laughs> they were working yeah. hard. Your was, snow looked great. Yeah. 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 It, it was it really good. Look, I was yeah. very impressed because I was worried. You know, it, uh, our other movies were made up in Calgary because we'd try to create the North Pole in February. So that was fine. But then when they said, oh, we're going to shoot in September. And I thought, do you want us to change the location from yeah, Vermont? We and deliberately like, no. set it in yeah. like a New England yeah. town. And, <laughs> like we can make know. it Georgia. And they're like, no, Vermont's good. And then, you know, the, the, the snow came out of these big, uh, uh, um, big tubes. Like soap sud Like soap sud machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It looked like a, re- a reverse leaf blower. It was fascinating. <laughs> well, I know I, the thing that I love about these movies is exactly what you said. They're comforting, but also when they're good, they're great. And when they're bad, they're amusing. So, <laughs> right. like, so right. like you're never really yeah. going to lose. I mean, right. the worst is when they're boring, but mm. that those are few and far between. Oh, good. But that's, yeah. yeah, it's better to swing and miss. Yeah, right. that's all. I like you know? a big swing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you watch the SNL uh, Hallmark yes. commercial? <laughs> so good. So did so we ever. So good. So brilliant. Did we ever. It's like, you totally got us. Yeah. <laughs> she goes home to meet her ex-boyfriend, who's also the son of Santa, I guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that's, that's a lot of them. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was yeah. wondering. Like, do they, does the production company or Hallmark say, here's our checklist. Just yeah. make sure as make you go. Sure. Well, like, we actually had a meeting because we had done a bunch of Christmas movies. We got set uh, up a meeting at Mar Vista with, I don't remember who we, we met with, but she but said, like, Larry, no. these are the sort of things we're looking yeah. for, you know, in these movies. And it's like, it's gotta be family. It's gotta be Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be romantic. It's gotta be, you know, this. And I'm like, we have a script that is all of those, all those things. <laughs> and she's like, give us the script. And that's, you know, what led to yeah. with this being, Sold. So yeah, it's, we they don't Hallmark doesn't specifically say this is what mm-hmm. we're looking for, but you get that in in your head as to what of you know where you're where you're going with it. Uh, when Santa Baby came out, there was a uh, there was a little oh my god, this is a so checklist in Entertainment Weekly that was like we're talking about the new Christmas movies it was this year and it was Christmas a cliches Christmas checklist. cliches oh, and it. like and I think we got like three out of five. So no, we scored, we we won. Of of the, we of may the have movies won. We, that were reviewed, one of the, we hit all the cliches. But to be fair, no, there was, one of the cliches was token reference to Hanukkah, which that was hilarious, which we didn't have. <laughs> so that was the one thing we didn't have because so. because there are no Jews in ABC Family. Right? You remember, like right, one yeah. of the characters was supposed to be Jewish. And yeah, right. Changed. And you're like, no, no, yeah. okay, yeah. But yeah, no, we we hit we of all the movies, we scored the highest yeah. in in uh, in all the cliches. But to be fair, it's like, oh, do you have a scene where Santa's flying his sleigh? I'm like, well, duh. Our thing takes place in the North <laughs> I know, Pole, so you have yes. to. It's like. Are you going to have a, yeah, the scene where, where it's concerned about Santa's diet? Well, like, yeah, the premise is Santa's sick, so we kind of had to do that one. Right, probably. exactly. Yeah. yeah. One of our listeners last year forwarded us Hallmark movie Bingo. Oh, Christmas. great. Oh, yes. yeah. Which you just, as you play along, you yeah. try to get bingo. And I'm sure I've seen Hallmark drinking games. Yeah. Have, yeah. have you seen the posters 
slash DVD boxes for any of these movies because they're so hilariously similar across the board that when I finally saw the one for My Christmas Love, I was like, yep, we are slotting right in there because they're all a girl's wearing a green sweater, a boy's wearing a red sweater, <laughs> and they're either hugging or sitting on the couch or whatever. And I'm like, they are all exactly the same. You That's right. funny. Back Sometimes back, the girl's so. wearing a red sweater and the boy's yeah, wearing a red exactly, sweater. Yeah, so but it's, liter- it's literally it's that. It's, yeah. it's, you know. I'm like, you know what? That tells you everything you want to know. It's Christmas and there's a cute couple at the center of it. And that's right. what they want to tell you. Yeah. Love it. I love it too. I think there's also something to be said for like the tradition of these movies. Cause at this point Hallmark's been doing it for years Mm -hmm. and every year it's bigger and like articles come out in entertainment weekly. Like guess what? Hallmark has 35 new movies. Get ready. It's amazing. I mean, they are a factory. It's crazy. It is. But I think that there's something really kind of nice about the tradition of it. And I feel like that's what people like about the holidays anyway you know cookie yeah. baking like whatever Something you did to get as excited a kid. for yeah mm-hmm. totally what's what's amazing to me is that having visited some of like the maybe facebook pages or discussion groups or something, maybe IMDb when they had those, every time like the, the list would come out for ABC Family Christmas because I'd always try to see what how many how much play our, our movies are going to mm-hmm. get this year people would complain left and right if their movie, if like their favorite movie wasn't on the list. They'd be like, oh, and some of these movies are like super old or specials or whatever. Cause like people right. get really possessive and territorial, but they want to see the specials of the movies they loved as a kid or loved, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So the fact that Hallmark's like, no, we're, you know, we're giving you 20 new movies a year is, is amazing. They're not, they're not just coasting on like, Oh, we're just going to rerun Rudolph or something like that. We're that, you know, they're, they're blasting yeah. two dozen movies a year. Yeah, so. They're feeding the beast. Yeah, basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we are the beast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear. We're, we're in the beast. belly of the beast. I mean, right they, now. Yeah. They, they played it. Didn't they play it in June or something? They did have a, they had a Christmas in July, I think. Yeah. Right? So yeah. What's yeah. weird is, um, because we, you know, we get the residual checks from the Santa baby and stuff like that and uh they'll air in the summer in australia because that's their winter oh interesting but it's not obviously it's not their christmas yeah it's just their winter so it's like wait so it's winter there but it's july and you're giving them christmas movies it's very weird we've gotten to the stage of our careers where i have in a stack something like 10 residual checks from santa baby from the santa baby oeuvre which are all under a dollar. So like, yeah, but we've these. gotten a couple different one penny yeah. checks. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, there's the bar residuals in, in the Valley where you can uh, turn yeah. in your residual check for a free drink. So I'm like, I'm going to have a great night at residuals one of these days. You're going to yeah. buy rounds for yeah, everyone. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? I, don't I do. I want to know if you guys are working on any new Hallmark yes. movies for us. We had pitched a few movies like a year ago, but nothing really clicked. I'm developing a movie with uh, Bart Johnson, who is the coach in High School Musical. Oh, okay. Um, and he grew up in in uh, in northern Utah. And in his small town, there was an antique train, like a train train not like a toy train and they did a a thing called like the christmas express Ooh. type of thing where they'd dress they'd have like elves on it and stuff and his dad would play like santa and the kids would load on the train and they'd drive to this little village and everyone would get off and and so he he was you know he came to me and said oh you've done these christmas movies this is that's this idea i had i said and he gave me you know his his outline for his script and i'm like mm, this is not like hallmark this is what you've got here is not this is what we need to do to to change it so you know we worked on a thing together and then um i my wife her family is like are like train people 
like her brother works for the railroad her dad worked for the railroad that sort of thing so i told her about it and i i went to call up the picture of the of the train you know that 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 bart had sent me and as the page is loading my wife's like oh do you mean mike's train and i'm like who's mike she's like yeah you remember when i was in utah last year because we were visiting mike and we were like riding his train and taking pictures of his train I'm like oh so you know the guy that <laughs> owns the crazy. railroad that we're trying to do a movie about that's crazy like this this better work out and she's like i'll text him hang okay <laughs> he's totally interested in doing a movie so hopefully knock on wood but so if you're listening people Buy the train movie, Hallmark. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's we will right. watch it. We'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, were there any more questions on that piece of paper? I, we answered. Oh, okay, gotcha. It just looks so long. Oh well, I write big. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of answered them. I didn't even have to ask. I know. Kind of just organically mm-hmm. chatted. Well, we hope that there's going to be a My Christmas Love 2 because Hallmark loves their sequels right now. Oh, do they? So we're going to make a That would be a very weird sequel. All of them. Yeah, right, exactly. When the sequel comes out. The gifts are coming again, but we don't know who they're coming from this time. (laughs) Or they're all there because dad has just died. And it's like, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, the mom mom actually set up the gifts to come every year and they're like, all right, enough, dead mom. We can't. We have no more room. Turns out she faked her death. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And then the priest just becomes gay. Yeah, exactly. Done. We just wrote it for you. Yeah, guys. Right. All, the, all the storylines we had to trim are, are back. Yeah, exactly. that's a big truck. I know. Hold for truck. Awesome. <laughs> and we're good. And we're good. Well, thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. Super fun. I know it's. it's a, I know it's. It's not exactly when the movie's fresh in everyone's mind, but hopefully we can all watch it again in reruns this December. Yes, it doesn't matter because it holds it. up. It's one yeah, of my it faves. It definitely. Thank you so much. Sure. And this was also an outright winner for us because I know last year we were kind of like, I think we were divided. Yeah. And it's some years it's a toss up and we're just like, eh, both of these were good. They, they go through, but your year, you were the outright winner. What what did you guys like last year? CCB. CCB. That's right. Candace Cameron. Cameron Oh, right. She had a, she played twins. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. She does a lot of them. She does a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And we couldn't resist it. We can't resist (laughs) a twin. Trust me. I tried. (laughs) And it didn't work. Is one of them an evil twin? (laughs) No, that would have been bad. I don't think there, oh, there's a little bit of evil on One of them likes Christmas. One of them really likes Christmas. Right. Exactly. Basically. One one of them has a candy cane that's red and white striped. The other one has a candy cane that's white and red striped. No, but on the box, one's wearing a red sweater, one's wearing a green sweater. Yep. Obviously. (laughs) Well, now we just have to gear up for the 35 movies that are coming. It's coming. Do you know what's on deck? Yeah, they released um, some articles Uh, a few days ago. Just a few days ago. They are definitely pushing diversity which we are liking finally finally and uh yeah nothing i can't remember any in particular i know candace cameron beret is playing a it's like shoe addicts christmas that's all i want to remember i always thought it was uh, thank you for correcting me on the pronunciation because i never knew is it is it burr i don't know either actually i always just say beret because it sounds fancier okay Mm -hmm. well Anyway, Fancy. she's filming it right now, according to her uh, Instagram well, stories. Well, as we said, they wait yeah. to the last minute before they film these things, right. so it's not surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks again thanks for, coming. for coming. And everybody yeah. watch Thank Super Fun. My Christmas Love this year. Find it and watch it. It'll <laughs> definitely it. be on, so yeah. Yeah. record. Even yeah. if it's at three in the morning, just set your DVR. Do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and keep it on your DVR. There's no point in deleting it. No. Because it Aww. holds up every year. Keep it forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Bye.